Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It is, I'm still going over stuff, uh, Tuesday, June 14th. And uh, yesterday was bad. We're talking really, really, really bad. So. Uh, probably one of the worst days in the past five years, I would think. It, at one point, the Dow was down 1,000 points. Um, we've officially hit bear market in the S&P. I posted yesterday. Um, let me look at my Twitter. I posted yesterday that uh, essentially the S&P, and let me make sure I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, on my profile, um, essentially the S and P, um, the next support level because we broke under the thirty eight hundred, um, the trading range of thirty eight hundred to forty two hundred just got wiped out. So the next support level is thirty four eighty seven, and the S and P closed at thirty seven forty nine. So what do you do now? Well, there's places to make money. Again, there, there's, you know, it, what if we're not already in a recession or a depression, um, we're heading towards it. Uh, it could be quick, could be long. Who, who knows? Um, it, again, there's, there's some interesting things that, that, that you can do here uh, with the short on, on the short side, SARK, SPXU, uh, SQQQ. Um, I told you yesterday on days where you expect to bounce. Um, uh, oh, look at that. FedEx is up 5% um, to 209. Interesting. They're uh, adding people to the board. So, uh, but essentially, you know, let me tell you a story. So I went to Macy's in the Apple store yesterday. Um, shelves at Macy's are not full. And I don't know if that's just my store. Macy's is one that's, transitioning from a, um, a bricks and mortar retailer to an online retailer. They're online. Uh, uh, I've talked about this, I think in the last few days uh, or weeks or months, but Macy's online presence is awesome. The, the actual shopping experience online, fantastic. Um, loved it. Went into the store yesterday, not a fan of their bricks and mortar. Um, shelves were, shelves were empty, lots of sales. Um, uh, of old things and it just seemed like everything was dated <clears throat> so maybe the supply chain is hurting stuff went towards the apple store um and let me take a sip of water <clears throat> apple store was it was a monday um uh around noon time so you would expect the apple store to at least have some stuff they had enough workers. What was interesting was, and this is the Cumberland store. Ironically, it's the Cumberland store where they want a union. Um, I was greeted by a very nice person. When I got to the second person, um, 
didn't want to help me. I asked, hey, for Verizon, if I want to trade in my phone for Verizon, do I get a, <clears throat> a, a rebate, blah, blah, blah? We don't know. Well, would I have to go to the Verizon? Yes. Hmm. Sounds like somebody who's not very motivated to me. Again, this is a store that wants to go union. You would think, hey, we're going to do what we can for the customer, but they weren't very customer focused. That's the sense I got. But again, that was my two, you know, the, the store wasn't that packed. Um, people were kind of standing around, not necessarily working. I understand there's waves in a retail store, blah, 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 but was interesting. So I think their, their union vote is coming up. Uh, I could probably tell one person would vote no on a union, the person that greeted me. The one person who didn't want to help me probably would vote yes for a union, probably thinking that the union will help them. Um, by the way, now FedEx is up 8%. Interesting. Um, just based on the fact that they're adding, oh, based on activists, there's an activist push. So FDX, let's look at that one. And uh, because we've talked about shippers before, um, but FDX and UPS, I like FDX. Um, oh, and actually you would have been out of this one. Wow, it looks bad. Um, yeah, this chart looks ugly. You'd be out of it. The last buy was at $212. You would have gotten out with a 5% loss uh, yesterday morning. Um, but you probably could have gotten a gain from 212 to 223 um, So what's that, 5%? Um, probably a 5% gain, but instead you got out with a slight 5% loss. So, um, but interesting move on that one. Uh, UPS, let's take a look at UPS to see if they're doing the same kind of thing. Uh, chart looks super similar, except, um, the buy was at 171 on May 25th. You would have gotten out, um, on Friday, June 10th with a 1% gain, uh, and been out yesterday, but it does look like UPS They're Um, they are at an oversold situation. The RSI is at 34. Uh, the MACD is probably crossing up. Um, if I were to think that the market were in a healthy condition, I might think about this one. Um, and speaking of healthy versus not healthy, uh, let's take a look at yesterday's plays. Um, SVIXI, which was the one that I said I thought was going to be the play yesterday based on the rebound, turned out not to be the play. But really, by the time you got around to it, let's look at the two-day one minute. Um, you know, by the time I posted the podcast, it was at 46, wound up ending the day at 45.25. Um, it's up slightly at 45.53. I don't know that I would play SVIXI. I think UVIXI is your play until the market tells us it's not. Um, yesterday, it was clear that, that, and here's what my point of view after listening to some analysts and stuff, and I am not the expert at this one, but. The bond rates took off, and bond rates need to settle down in order for this market to settle down. Um, again, there's, there's questions as to what the rate hike will be tomorrow. Uh, the Fed meets today. Everything gets released tomorrow. Um, the market is telling us that it's a 75-point rate increase, probably. If Powell comes out with a 50-point rate increase, I don't know what the market does because the market's probably going to be pissed at that, thinking that they're not taking inflation uh, seriously. So um, you've got that. By the way, 
when the Fed decision comes out, I'll be on a boat. I am uh, going on a cruise, so um, probably Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, I won't be doing a podcast. I may be tweeting, so tune into Twitter if you want some uh, some some tips because I'll probably be on the boat trading free Wi-Fi. I'm going on a Virgin cruise, by the way. Pretty excited about it. It's all inclusive, um, adults only. Great, uh, but uh, let's talk about. Some of the things that I like, again, um, I am con- I'm in the, the camp that we're going lower. Uh, the S&P, the next support level is 3,400. <clears throat> Maybe we trade from um, the 3,700s to 3,800. I don't think we get back to 4,000 before we see a leg lower. Um, but 3,400 is the, the support level. So what do you buy in, in, in times like this? Well, um, you could short SPXU. Um, let's see. SPXU yesterday went from a trading range of $20 to 2150 It closed at $2,125. Um, this is an ultra pro short of the S&P 500. Um, you could trade options on this one, puts if you wanted to. Um, there's an 8.4% short on SPXU, which means 8.4% people think that this thing's that the S&P is going to go up. Um, uh, you could trade SQQQ. Again, I said, hey, at these levels, I'd rather buy TQQQ, which is the uh, the the triple levered. Uh, NASDAQ, I think you can trade that one. Um, yesterday's trading range on TQQQ was uh, 22 to 25. So it's a good range, more than 10% move on that one. You don't hold this one. The reason it's triple levered is because of covered calls and, and some other options plays um, on the NASDAQ market. So this one actually is a, um, a depreciating asset value. So you don't want to hold on to this because overall, over time, it will lose money. And so you just don't want to uh, hold this one. There's a 4.42% short on this one. Again, 8% on the S&P short. Um, There's 4% on this one short. So people kind of think that this one might be going up less than the S&P. They think the S&P probably has more downside. Um, But remember, the NASDAQ is down 30% year-to-date. The S&P is only down 20% year-to-date. So you've got different levels and different indices here. The Na- if, if the NASDAQ is the leader and that the Dow and the um, S&P have to catch up, or maybe the, uh, the, the, the NASDAQ went too far and has to spring back, that's up to you. I'm just giving you options here, um, but I think those are good ones. Um, let's talk about some of the things that I like because last night was a podcast favorite Oracle reported they're up 11% in pre-market. Um, this one is one that we would have been out. And like I said, I, I think I covered this one June 10th. It got us out with a loss. There has not been a gain in a while in this one. The last gain, the purchase was March 10th and the sale was on April 8th for 8% and I I called that one on March 10th. I said, "Hey, you want to you want to invest in this one because it was going up. 
And then April, I, I think I said, hey, take your 10% and get out. But the actual alg algorithm uh, sale was 8%. Um, I thought it could get to 90. It never got to 90. It got to about 84. Um, I said at 82, take your 10%, get the hell out of there. Um, do whatever you needed to do. So um, I think Oracle here, uh, let's see what it's trading at in pre-market. <clears throat> um, do, 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 O-R-C-L, uh, 72. I, I, again, 72, it's got a PE ratio of 26, which in this market is enormous. <clears throat> um, I think you've got 75 in this one, which is a 5% move, 4 or 5% move. Uh, I would not be buying this one today. Um, uh, even if it does wind up going to 75, 76, I, their cloud revenue is what they, they touted. Um, again, they're buying back stock. This is one that kind of shuts down their stock when they buy it back. So I like it. Um, but here, I, I think in this market, I, I think I'd be holding off on buying this one. Um, at 64 with a questionable market with their earnings coming up. Um, I didn't recommend it yesterday because yesterday was down. And if Oracle had said anything even questionable, um, I, 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 I didn't want to lead people into another Shopify. Um, Shopify is my, <clears throat> my horrible, horrible recommendation. Um, but Oracle's a good one. If, if for some reason this one comes back down to 64, <clears throat> I think, um, if the market drags this one back down into the sixties, I think you absolutely buy it. In my mind, I think this is kind of like a, um, Devon energy. Remember where I said, Hey, in the 50s, buy it. In the 60s, sell it. I think this is Devon Energy. Let's talk about Devon Energy because they've got a 7% dividend and the dividend, uh, ex-dividend date just passed. Um, I believe, yes, uh, dividend ex-date was June 10th, so it was last week. Um, it triggered a sale yesterday on the algorithm uh, for a 9% gain. So, uh, I do think... Um, a 9% gain in, on this one is a good one. Uh, the RSI, though, is at 33. <clears throat> this is going to trigger another buy very soon. Just kind of my thought, I think 70 on this one is the new 60. Uh, I think energy is going to come back. I think that's inevitable that, you know, again, energy is getting killed because of uh, China lockdowns. Um, most of my screen is green today. so. Uh, sorry, I've got my COVID test today to go to, um, and I was getting alerts, but most of my screen is green. Um, so I, I do think, you know, energy again is the play until it's not, um, Leon Cooperman is <clears throat> on TV right now. One of, um, the people that I listen to, um, I like his, his, uh, his look at things. Um, you know, he says Oxy, Exxon, Conoco, Chevron, BP. You can do what you want. Devin's my pick. Um, I like this one. Uh, one of the ones that we talked about, DRV, which was up big yesterday. Again, there's huge gaps in this one. Uh, like I said, the, the algorithm triggered at 44. You're at 59 right now within just a couple of days. Um, 
one of the great calls, one of the great ones that I missed because I didn't take my own advice. But again, a, a good call on that one, I think. Um, uh, Tesla, we talked about Tesla. Tesla in the pre-market is up 1%. Uh, 650, I think 650 is your price point. I think 650, it's trading 654. Um, the algorithm triggered a sale of a 4.52%. Um, on January 10th, on June 10th, <clears throat> four days ago on Friday, um, with a 4% gain off that 661, kind of like I said, hey, it's on its way down, take your profits, run with it. Um, I think I said that Friday. Um, but again, if you want to buy this one, the, the 200 day on the four hour chart is at 876. I think you could easily run this one from 650 up to 800. Elon is, uh, addressing the Twitter folks, um, and Twitter is one, let's see, triggered a sale for a 1.3%. I'm still holding in this one at 44. Um, it is significantly oversold. The RSI is at 32. The MACD is probably on a, a, a basis of this, if this one goes up, you've got a gap here between 41 and 44 that still needs to be covered. So I think that's where you kind of trade from, from a 37 today up to 44, which would be a 20% move. Um, I think you could absolutely get that because I do think that he still wants to buy Twitter. One that has moved big in the uh, short world is Redbox, RDBX. Um, let's see where it is in pre-market. I think it's fairly common, the pre-market. But yesterday, it was up huge. Um, it's down huge today. It's at 11. Uh, there is 38% short interest in this. And my guess is it's even larger than that. But you've got a bunch of people who are selling right now because it did hit 15. Um, it closed the day yesterday at 15.27 and it's opening up at 12. So you've got a significant, significant move down in this one. Um, do I think that it could hit 15? I think you play this one in a day trade. This is one of those, um, kind of like IMPP. And we looked at IMPP yesterday. It tanked literally when I got done with the podcast recording at 8:42, it went from uh, $1 down to 68 cents. It's at 78 cents. That's where it closed. It's kind of trading in that range. It is completely flat. It is capitulating. The Bollinger bands are just kind of cinched up on this one for the last half day pre-market. Um, it hasn't moved. So it's going to move, just not sure where it's going up or down. But like I told my friend, you cannot, absolutely cannot leave your desk holding this one. Day trade, hour trade this one. Do not uh, leave your desk on this one. Uh, the one we talked about yesterday, which has a monthly dividend, GOF. This one was um, down yesterday. It got down to 1658. Um, the, the trading range was 1658 to 1726. Closed at 1672. It's up at about 17 pre market. Um, again, this one has an ex dividend date of a monthly where it pays you 13% yearly. I think you could buy this one at 16 and be completely happy anywhere in the 16s. Get your ex-dividend date on the 30th. You get 1% for holding it for 15 days, and you probably won't lose your 1%. Um, but 
don't know. Again, the 52 week is uh, um, 16 to 22. Full disclosure, I have still not researched GOF. So, but the monthly dividend, speaking of monthly dividends, um, there were two that I noticed that have good yields. And they were in an article. I don't know if I posted the article, but one is CEQP. Um, and we're going to look at those in the algorithm. This is Crestwood Equity Partners. It's an energy play, which I, I additionally, as you know, like Crestwood Energy Equity Partners. It's an energy play. Um, it has fallen. The RSI is at 26. This is so oversold. Uh, and I have not uh, researched this one significantly. Um, what does Chris develops, acquires, owns, controls, and operates assets and operations in the energy midstream sector in the United States? Um, gathering, processing north, gathering and processing in south, and storage logistics. Um, I haven't done a deep deep dive into this one, but they they again the analyst believes that this is a $35 price target and they have a 9.2%. It's 9.8% um, uh, price target on this one. And let's take a look. You would be out as of yesterday uh, and the MACD is still on the way down. But because of the history of this one and the support level here at about 25 for previous bounces, um, I do think, you know, again, if I go to a daily, let's look at a daily on this one and go back into history, um, prior to 2020, uh, when energy was just, you know, uh, October of 2020, which was a low, well, this one back in March of 2020 traded all the way down to $3. So you're at 26 today, 2674. Um, the 52 week on this one is between 26, uh, I'm sorry, 2357, which was December and 3394. Um, the PE ratio on this one, let's see, um, forward PE is 12. So with energy forward PE is high. Um, it was, it looks like, uh, Motley Fool and, or Raymond James, um, both of these May 20, May 2nd. Um, was the last uh, uh, truest, had the last uh, analyst recommendation buy at 27. That was their price target. So at 25, you'd be doing well. Uh, JP Morgan, um, February, um, resumed their coverage, overweight at 34. Most of these have 30 to 35 as their price target, um, but they're significantly older. Um, but again, at a 9.8%, paying monthly. That's the big thing, is it's paying monthly. Um, you just passed your ex-dividend date, I believe. Um, CEQP, the last ex-dividend date was 5.5. Five. Um, yeah, it, it, well, does it pay quarterly? I don't know if it pays quarterly or monthly. Um, but again, a 9%, oh, these pay quarterly. Okay, a 9% dividend yield. Um, price target is 35. I like it. It's in the energy space. Um, this one, the algorithm performs 21% versus buying and holding is 58%. You had nine wins, 21 losses. Um, the average win is 11%. 
again, it, it looks like it's going into that winning territory to kind of quote-unquote bounce back, as I think energy will. So uh, they just got the Permian Basin, um, which was in the article. If you go to FinViz, the, the top article is what you want to read. Um, the other one in this article is KREF, which is a real estate trust, which gives a 9.4% dividend yield. A $25 price target. It's trading today at 16. Um, it is KKR Real Estate Financial Trust. Uh, what's KREF? Uh, I'm putting it into uh, Active Trader Pro. It is. It says dividend yield and fidelity 10.23. Um, the 10-day volume is 1.5 million. The 90-day volume is 664. So obviously, it's gotten some. Uh, some traction again. Real estate rising price, rising rents. Um, that's essentially what this article mentioned. Uh, you got an RSI down here at 19. That that MACD is as low as it it can go. Um, you've got huge volume uptick in this one. Uh, so uh, there's two CEQP, KREF. I'll keep an eye on them. They've got great dividends in markets like this. Dividends are what pay off. Um, you could lose your equity, but as long as it continues to uh, provide that dividend. The dividend um, X date on this one was March 30th. Um, I don't know when the next one is on this one. Um, the next earnings are coming up in July 25th. So probably somewhere around there, they'll announce another dividend. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Yeah, they don't have a dividend. But those two, CEQP, are, are ones that I found. I like them. Um, again, I think you're going light. Um, trade, don't force a trade. Uh, Amazon at 103. Uh, I saw an article that said, hey, buy Walmart instead of Amazon. Uh, the XLF at 31. Uh, Bank of America uh, is under 40. It is at 36, I think. Um, I'm sorry, 32. Um, Bank of America at 32. Again, I like this one under 40. Um, they've got a, a 2.6% dividend. Um, Simon Property Group, again, it's a real estate kind of thing. I like this at 120. It's at 97 today. Um, their dividend yield is 7%. It's crazy good. Um, you know, again, pick up some dividend stocks. You might lose your equity in, in, in kind of, you know, more than the dividend. But in markets like this, Dividend stocks will come back. Simon Property Group, um, their P.E. ratio is 14. The average, they're going to trade at the S&P, which is 17. So you've got some upside in this one. A again, you're, you're waiting for a, a healthy market. If you leave your, your money in a savings account, you're losing to inflation, which is at, at latest rates, 9 10 12%, um, whatever you want. Uh, I watched Zip Terry to Charlie. He's back from vacation. I watched his video last night. He's all about the government conspiracy with numbers, the manipulation, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. S-Fixie, Tesla, GOF, DRV. Um, went over all of those. IMPP, PXD. Um, you're going to see energy come back, so start buying PXD. Uh, it, it took a dump yesterday. Again, you were out with an 11% gain um, as of yesterday morning. Uh, and I think I said that on this one. Um, the RSI on PXD is 34. 
The MACD is trending down. The volume is there for this one. Um, there's a gap here between 251 and 256. Um, let's see where PXD is trading. Um, 261. So uh, it could go down to 251. Yesterday's range was 253 to 266. So to cover that gap, it could go back down to 251. It's trading in pre-market about 268. I like this one. It's got a 1% dividend yield. Again, it's energy. I think energy energy wins out. Uh, China shutting down. The, it's only a matter of time before the demand comes back. And it, it, whether it's a, uh, a real shutdown or a fake shutdown, who knows. But you're, you're in a market where you can't really tell what the hell's going on. So um, be careful. Know what you're trading. Don't rush it. Take care. I won't talk to you tomorrow. I am on a flight. My boat takes off tomorrow. Might do a late podcast, but probably just on Twitter. Anything that I find, I'll post it on Twitter. Anything that I trade, I'll post it on Twitter. I am green except for um, Coke, Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto. Probably should have gotten out of these a long time ago. Still got a lot of money in these GBTC and ETHE. Um, Pfizer's down, Proterra's down a little bit, Viteris is down. Um, yeah. So, uh, have fun, enjoy. Hopefully, we get an update today. I think we will. Uh, again, Wednesday with the uh, tomorrow with the Fed meeting at eight thirty. You want to trade? Trade around eight thirty. That volatility is going to be killer. Oracle up at 71. Oracle is going crazy. As the market opens, I expect Oracle to be way, way up. Um, again, like I said, I, I think 70 is your pivot point in this one. Um, if you get it under 70, I think you buy it. It's got a 2% dividend yield. They're buying back a ton of stock. Their cloud is growing. Um, their, their forward PE is... 26.68. I'm sorry. Let me look up the forward PE. That's the PE. Let's look up the forward PE. Forward PE is 12. It's 12. It wants to be 17. It's a cloud stock. Get into this one. Um, performance year to date down 26%. It's beating the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ is down 32%. 30% somewhere around there. Um, you've lost money in this one. No doubt about it. But I think you're getting this one at a discount. Let's look at it. Look at Oracle on a monthly basis so we can see. I'll look at it on weekly. You are back to February 2021 levels. Uh, if you go back to March levels of 2020, you'd be in the 50s. So you don't have much more to, down to go, but tech stocks are getting beaten down. But on a weekly basis, this RSI is at 29. Again, anything under 70, I think you buy this one. I think it's like the new Devon. Under 70, buy. Over 70, sell. So, but the algorithm does have you out, by the way. Um, so, have fun. Enjoy. I'm out. Yeah.